got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Listen up, NBA fans. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up using code TBE. Select between two and six NBA players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Track your picks and play against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now using code TBE and take on the competition with your best NBA player picks. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Well, all right, y'all. All across the USC, Compton, Watts, Bay to L.A., Pomona, California, Valley to Valley, we represent that killer county. So if you're keeping it real on your side of your town, you tune in to Gangsta Chronicles. Gangsta Chronicles, we gon' tell you how it goes. Uh, if I lie, my nose will grow like Pinocchio. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA Big James and Big Stills. Strictly from the streets. Hello. Welcome to the Gangster Chronicles podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Black Effect Podcast Network. Make sure you download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles. For my Apple users, hit the purple mic on your front screen, subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles, and leave a five-star rating and comment. We'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast, and I'm with my homeboy today. Yeah. And you know, um, the homie Big James is out there handling some business right now. Um, and he'll be back on the next show, of course. Y'all keep my boy, keep my boy up in prayers. Ain't nothing wrong now. So I don't want y'all out there starting nah, no nah, nah, know, shit. People always expect shit be wrong still, but we gotta let them know, you know, like I tell people, like I tell yes. people, we are ordinary motherfuckers, right? Even though people see us, we podcasting and the nigga on records and all this shit. We got normal responsibilities, you know, and my nigga James raising his grandson right now, you know, trying to show him that right path. So, 
when 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 niggas have personal shit, you know, it's just personal. Nigga got to take care of son. He got to go take care of some shit. You never know what it is, but so don't expect that it's always something negative when a nigga might be missing in action for the day. You get me? We just yeah, gave my true. nigga. We we can handle this. You feel me? Hell yeah! And I'm tell you what though. We got one of my probably favorite, easily one of my top five of all time. My my nigga, the Peter Man. I'm gonna call him the Peter Man because that's how you know it's coming to the Peter Man. Niggas, Big Mike in the Bear Bear. If niggas oh, don't man. know Big Mike, niggas don't know my nigga three two rest in peace. You niggas asleep like a motherfucker. The convicts was official, like a referee with a whistle. You get like me? a motherfucker. I'm gonna tell you a story, Big Mike. When I first heard you. Man, what kind of uh, receiver is you talking on, man? Man, he done plugged up the old school fucking headset receiver like he in the motherfucker, like he done grabbed all the kitchen and shit with that receiver and shit with that phone receiver. And I'm going to tell you, and Mike, he talking on that motherfucker like he really in somebody's office conversation. Look at it. I was tripping. I'm looking. I said, I had to look again. I said, this nigga's on the receiver, my nigga. Yeah, Grandma had that cord on there, nigga, that went from the kitchen to outside and around oh, to the backyard. Yeah. You can hold that motherfucker <laughs> on their shoulders like this. You made sure you got that thousand foot cord when you got that yeah. motherfucker too, that so you can get down all around yeah. the motherfucking house with that motherfucker and outside. But man, <laughs> the first time, the, the first time I got hip to you, dog, my boy from Tyler, Texas, man. We playing football in New Mexico State, and we got a whole bunch of Houston niggas on the team, Louisiana niggas. So they came with a whole bunch of the different music. We had the West Coast shit. They had the down south shit. So he had that album, The Convicts, man. And y'all had a song on that motherfucker, The Legal Aliens. I said, God damn, boy, these are some ruthless ass niggas down here in motherfucking Texas, boy. <laughs> so so we we, yeah. we gonna go back a little bit, Big Mike, man. Because don't know okay. like whenever I see you don't do a whole lot of interviews, man. So thank you for coming on, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. Oh, for sure. We we gonna go back now, man. So the convicts was your first group. That was the first time you was out on wax, right? Yeah. How did yeah. that come about? Because you originally from Louisiana, New Orleans, right? Exactly. Yep. So tell me. How did you get put into the fold, man, in the rap a lot fold? Like, how did that happen? How did that come about? Yeah, um, I was always doing music, right? Because my father is a musician. You know what I mean? So coming out of New Orleans, we was always doing some kind of music, right? So um, I knew I was going to express myself musically. I just didn't then know in what form it would be by instrumentation, you know what I mean, singing or something like that. But um, when I got my first one in hip hop, um, I think the song, yeah, the song was Planet Rock. When I heard that one, I say, now, that's what I'm going to do. Even, 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 I didn't even start crafting then, right? But I knew that the seed was planted. I knew that's how I wanted to express myself musically, right? So um, about the age of 13, man, I moved to Houston with my grandparents from New Orleans and um, you know, to give me a better shot, a better opportunity to get me out the projects. And, um, I would come back to New Orleans for the summertime and things like that. And me and my dad would get off into the studio. And we had recorded a demo, three songs. Um, went back to Houston, started working for the summertime um, at the Olive Garden restaurant. Yeah. Met Tony Draper there. 
That was okay. my nigga. We was working there as teenagers. Yeah, we was young. We working at the Olive Garden together. And um, he's taking me home one night because that nigga had the whip. So he taking me home one night after closing. I pop in the um, I pop in my demo. He hit a demo. He asked, could he he asked, could he hold the demo, right? And um, so I let him hold the demo. He come back to me um the following week, and he like, listen, man, I got a, I got a homie man that worked up at Rap a lot. He's a producer. His name is John Beto. I let him hear the demo. He took the demo to um to um to Jay Prince. We called him Lil Jay at the time. Took the demo to Jay Prince. And they want to have a meeting with us. You know what I mean? Because it was me and Tony Draper who was putting the money together behind me getting in the studio. You dig? So, um, and that's how the initial meeting with, um, with Rap A Lot had came about. So they went at the meeting, they presented me with the, um, with the convict situation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it was, they told me they had a group that they was working on called the convicts with Mr. with three, two. There's another guy that was on Rap A Lot. He passed away as well. His name is Big Mellow. But he he was also a member of the group. But he happened to be locked up at the time, right? Mm -hmm. So Jay Prince, he was like, man, we heard your music. We like what you and Tony doing, right? Um, if you, you know what I'm saying, you come on and help us with this convict project, then we'll turn around and help y'all with what y'all trying to do. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. And I just saw it as an opportunity. I had heard about rap a lot. I knew what they was doing and things like that. I was a fan of some of the music they was putting out already. You know what I mean? So um, I just saw I saw it as an opportunity. So I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's do it. And that's how the convict opportunity had came about. Oh, that's real dope. So so you and 3-2 didn't really, y'all wasn't really familiar with each other. They had put y'all together because y'all chemistry was incredible. Yeah, once, but once we got together, though, we, had, we hit it off like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He would come out to my hood and just hang out. You know what I'm saying? And, and we bonded and vibed. We bonded like a motherfucker, you know. That's that's my brother. He wasn't just a member of the group. We wasn't just members of a group together. You know what I mean? That's my brother, man. We experienced a lot of things together, you know. And um, that's why the chemistry had took off like it did. But um, yeah, shout out to Mister Three too, man. God bless the spirit, man. He was an awesome, um, an awesome nigga behind that pen. Um, <clears throat> a lot of um, a lot of character, you know. Um. Yeah, and I miss the guy a lot, man. But yeah, yeah, we we had we had a little chemistry to start with. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, so Big Miller was gonna be a part of the convicts. Yeah, yeah. Because he because he had a classic album from the South too. He had a, he had a mm -hmm. classic album. That shit was hard. <clears throat> yeah, he had a very classic album. So so at this time, so y'all do the y'all do the convict situation, and you had kind of made your way out to the West Coast at one point, didn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> Shortly after we dropped the convicts record, I think it was out maybe about going on a year. <clears throat> and um um by way of um Michael Harris, Harry O, and um, his wife at the time, Lydia Harris. Um that's when, that's when I got yeah. first put on the yam about that time. That's when I first yeah, got so, put on the convicts. Exactly. So they had they was like, um, you know, we starting the label with Dr. Dre. You feel me? And um, called Death Row Records, right? And we think it would be dope. The convicts on Death Row, so um, mm -hmm. that's how that whole engagement had came about. You feel me? So after they, um, you know, we get the call from um from Jay Prince, and he like, listen, man, y'all going to L.A. We really didn't even much know what was happening at the time, though. 
in armchair, nigga, the very next day. <laughs> we was in Los Angeles. You dig what I'm saying? And um got up to the studio, they come pick us up. That's the first time I met Suge, met DOC, um Dre. Um, who else was there? Ray. They had an R&B group called Image that was there. Joel Image, was Image, there. Image. That's funny because Image first song that they ever sung, they sung the hook on my album on Music to Drive By on a song called Use a Bitch. No that was shit. Yes, that's Image who's singing that right there. I forgot uh, all that's about that. Image is documented. I told you, nigga, I was there at the beginning, man. I'm telling I you. I know. I was there. To be, let me tell you something. Niggas don't know. We came up with that death row name, sitting down with Unknown and DJ Slip at a restaurant one night. Hey, unknown, unknown and DJ Slip. Yep. Thank that, you. That, that, unknown. That. Let me tell you something. Unknown was getting ready to work on my record, Music to Drive By. We was at a we was at Harold and Bell's one night, and the nigga said, "I just hooked up with Suge and them, and they trying to start a new label. They trying to come up with a name for it." Me, Chill, and Slip was sitting there with Unknown, and we said Death Row, and we named it D-E-F, after motherfucking Death Jam. Remember they had them leather motherfucking coats at first. And yeah, Death yeah, Jam, yeah, 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 yeah. And black leather coats with the looks on it. Yeah. Exactly. Nigga, we thought of that shit because we thought we were going to be a part of that shit. Me and Chill and CMW thought we were going to be able, we were going to be like a group under death row as well. It's a lot of history behind that, but yeah. Unknown DJ and DJ Slip had got brought on as producers because they, yep, they was they was working on the convict shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, yep, so they were working on the convict shit. And y'all out here just so y'all out here on the West Coast, y'all just at the time just making records because RBX always talks about that. He got a lot of love for y'all. He say man big Mike and load that Big Mike, Big Mike. You Shout know. out to RBX, man. That's my nigga, man. I got love for RBX as well, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, while we was there, man, shit, man, it, it, it was a good time, man. It was a, it was a new definition of family to me. You know what I'm saying? I really felt that California love. You know what I mean? Um, um, it helped me sharpen up as an artist as well. My time there, my experience there. We didn't get an opportunity to release that album on um because I came back. And I um recorded the Ghetto Boys album, right? So my intentions was to come back after we recorded that Ghetto Boys album, but things had kind of took off, and I was on that roller coaster by then. But um, Suge and them, you know what I'm saying, man, they was cool throughout throughout the whole situation, man. You know what I mean? I I, I can't even lie, man. Shout out to Big Suge, man. You know what I'm saying? He looked out for me in a real way, looked out for my mama in a real way, man. You know what I'm saying? Made a move that helped change our lives. You know what I mean? So I'm thankful for that as well. Um, got a chance to be friends, Snoop, Warren G, and everybody. Matter of fact, we all stayed together for a small period of time. You know what I mean? That was awesome and shit like that, man. And um, even though we didn't get a chance to release that album, you can hear the comments influence all over that chronic. You hear what I'm saying? You know, so um, you know that that was that was a good look for us as well. Although I would um um rather have been performing on the record. You know what I'm saying? But um. It didn't come about, you know what I mean? But um, the experience and um, everything that I gained from being down there, man, it, it was a plus. You know what I'm saying? They sent me back to Houston on fire. You did. Y'all heard the proof when I did that Ghetto Boys album when I dropped that something serious. A lot of that material was formulated when I was on the West. 
Oh, wow. You know what? You know what's crazy about you saying that, bro? The album does have a real West Coast feel to it. Right. It has a, it has a real strong West Coast feel to it. Like when you came with the, um, you know, with the smoke them and choke them like the motherfucker Peter Man with the Snoop, with the Snoop yeah, sample yeah. the thing yeah. when he shouted you out in that thing. Yeah. That album was, a, it's, it was, it's a classic album, dog. And, and I want to go back to something that you mentioned. We gonna talk some of that Ghetto Boys album real quick, man. Especially while eight gone, because eight you want me to be all politically correct. I can ask the questions I really want to ask now. <laughs> on that Ghetto Boys album, dog, what was going on with you and Scarface? That sound like a competition, bro. Uh, uh, it wasn't like an open competition, right? <clears throat> but you know, naturally, right? Naturally, you got two dogs on the squad. You feel me? They're going to they gonna look for any motivation. You think what I'm saying? That's available, right, to get busy. So that's that's all that was going on, man. If it was any kind of competition, it was brotherly competition. Oh, you think sure. what I'm saying? Like but we both wanted to give the album our best. That's how I look at it. Because I'm going to tell you like this, dog, and this, I don't want to hear y'all in them comments and sending me steal you tripping, but Big Mike was getting up in Scarface ass with some of them songs. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself 
own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Some of them records you was definitely giving the business, and that's no disrespect to Scarface. Scarface right. did his thing on there, and he is one of the greatest of all time. But all you gotta right. put, but you gotta put Big Mike in that same category because you was on there. That's what I listen to lyrics, man. You was on there giving it to him. Hey man, I appreciate that analysis. I, I really, I really do. Shout out to Scarface, man, because the brother is um, a pillar when it comes to Southern hip hop and hip hop. As a whole, you dig oh, what I'm for saying? Sure. 100%. So, um, it was an honor for me to even get down on that project, man. You know, um, you know, it, I, I really learned a lot during that process, man. Shout out to Bush Field, man. May God um bless his spirit, man. You know what I mean? An awesome brother. You know, um, we all had some ups and downs and things like that. But looking at it back, looking back at it now in hindsight, um, everything had to happen. It had to um play a part in our foundational history. You think what I'm saying? So, you know, I appreciate the um the opportunity <clears throat> to get down and record that project with them guys, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, it didn't branch off into other um projects with all of us together, you know, but it did um help provide a platform for me to be able to drop my solo career. And I was good from there, you did. Oh, for sure. So let me ask you this. So, you know, by you being with Death Row after that after that Ghetto Boys album came out, the Sugar and them get back at you like, hey, what's up, Big Mike? We trying to get you over here? Yeah, you know, Sugar, man, Sugar, listen, even when I went back to record the Ghetto Boys project, right, it was like I was still on Death Row. I was still on because when we recorded the Ghetto Boys project after it was released, you know, the first Chronic Tour, it was, um, it was, it was, it was Death Row. And the ghetto boys, you think what I'm saying? And, and shit, I rode on the tour bus with them. You think what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it, it was family. I still had my place out there in LA. You think what I'm saying? Sugar was still looking out for me. I was still, whenever they we had, um, we traveled for like music conventions and shit, I was always with them. So, you know, like that didn't never stop, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I did end up recording the solo project we rap a lot. Death Row had started going through some changes at the time, right? And then me not being there physically in the mix, right? I didn't really understand what was going on. So I made a business decision at the time that was best for myself and my family, what I thought. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right? And um and and, and I had I, I I lived with my decision and I moved forward. You know what I mean? But it was always love for me and the artists out there on Death Row with Ray, Snoop, Warren G, Daz, Corrupt, Joel. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that, that, that was out there that, you know what I'm saying, that I was able to become friends with and things like that, me and Mr. 3-2, you know, everybody, you know, we, we, we was good. 
you know, at times I do wish I would stay and see what what would have came about from that. But you know, we make our decisions and we have to live with them, we have to move forward. It's all a part of our foundational history, as I said. Exactly, man. That's what I believe. God always have a plan, and sometimes we just mm-hmm. gotta just just follow what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and usually when you follow in God's plan, it always winds up being the path of least resistance. Exactly. Exactly. Even though you can't see it at the time, right? And, and when you look back at it, after you've grown a little bit, and then you can see, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely good with that. God's been amazing in my life, man. Hey, shout out to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, man, because I can't deny it. I'm so thankful, bro, to able to be doing what I'm doing, still doing what I'm doing at this age. I'm a father. I'm not old, but I'm, you know, I'm about to be 50. But, you know, still doing what I'm doing, loving it. The five years still turned up for it. You know, so, yeah, man, I'm thankful. I ain't did nothing else professionally since the age of 18. So, you know, that ought to say a lot. So, you know, shout out. Thanks to the Lord, man, for real. Oh, for sure. That's a, that's a blessing, man, because you're doing yes. what you love. And, and, and I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit, man. Did you and 3-2 ever think about doing it when he was alive, when he was here on the planet? Did y'all ever think about doing another Convicts album? Man, we had, once I had came home from the penitentiary, I wound up having to do a little bit of time. <clears throat> and um, when I got back home, me and my brother got together. He was working on some things. I had to get myself back. We acclimated to society. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And try to, you know, get, you know, establish, reestablish my relationship with my children and everything, right? So after that was done, you know what I'm saying? We got to talking about the convict situation. And we actually had got together in the studio on a few songs. But um, we didn't get an opportunity to um, delve into it really deeply. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I wish we had a, you know, before he had met his untimely demise. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, it is what it is at this point. But it's, we still have um, a lot of unreleased material on 3-2. And who knows? You know, I may slide on a couple of joints just to release them as singles, just for the nostalgia or whatnot. You know what I mean? But I would hate exactly. to try to embark on a full LP without him present. Exactly. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to just put a bunch of songs thrown together without us actually being together in the studio. You know what I mean? But the Convict album is a classic. Um, it's a blessing that we was able to come together for that one and record that one and put that one out there in the world. You know, um, you know, but yeah, I wish we would have had more time to be able to get into the studio and do another Convict record. Yeah, for sure. Let, let's talk about Lower 3 2 a little bit because it was a minute, man. I always look at Houston, man. I always look at the South period, right? As like our sister city, kind of like. Because the Houston yeah. sound at one time was really close to the LA sound. We kind of we was both steep in the funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. We was both steep in the funk, man. And um, well, like, you know. It- I, I I picked up, I mean, shit, with Houston sound, man, you got to figure it was kind of like us, because I always kind of figured, like, them niggas is like us, man. You figure, uh, 
they sound is more like West Coast or not even with that sound, but they kind of struggles kind of sort of go on the same uh, timelines as ours. That's why I always felt I connected more to Texas rappers and shit down south because everybody else was on different shit, but we could relate to it. Even New York niggas was different than we were. You get me? But Texas niggas was like... Like Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi. Them was like down. Them was like niggas that I could relate to because my family was from Mississippi. So anytime yeah. I was at the family reunions, uh, them niggas would be on shit. We was on low riders and hood shit, neighborhoods and, and banging, uh, the poverty type of struggle of that type of shit. So that's why I think our music kind of related on the same timeline. And then <clears throat> geographically, Texas. It's down south, right? But Texas is leans more towards southwest. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right? And um, even though they're, na- they're neighbors and it's a close city, major city to Louisiana, um, it's still different. You know what I mean? It's still different. And, you know, Houston was on some gangster shit. You know what I said? It was on some gangster shit. You know, um, yeah, it was southern and things like that, but we, we did share the um blood out that same vein. You dig what I'm saying? So, because when, when Texas, we were getting we were getting music from the, from the West Coast first. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when I was in New Orleans, we was getting music coming out of New York first. You dig what I'm saying? But exactly. you know, um, shout out to both places, man. Both places are hard in their own right, man. For real. Shout out to that West Coast, man. That's our cousins, baby. Yeah, they okay. are, and, and you know, because like when I first saw, like you know, because like I said, I played ball with a bunch of cats from Texas. Yeah, when I tell you, they was t-shirt and khakis, just like we was. Yeah, all my boys from Houston, tan khakis and a white t-shirt. Yeah, like I said, really, if you look at it, I mean, like I said, uh, New York, you know, has the, the, you know, the shit that, you know, we started off with as far as the banging, the cripping and blood and type of shit like that. But Texas was on us first. You get me? I could pull up in Texas and niggas was blooding, niggas was cripping, and that was way before New York started. So that's why I say we were kind of cousins with it. Because yeah, that, that's what I recognized when I first started touring down south. I'd be like, man, these niggas is in khaki suits and Chuck Taylors and shit. And even though they got the big, they got the Impalas with the big motherfucking rims and that type yeah. of shit, they were still on neighborhood shit like we were. You get me? You were yeah. on that shit like we was at first. But Texas, you could go down to Texas and Louisiana and even, like I said, Mississippi. Niggas was wearing khaki suits and bandanas and claiming blood. Yeah. That's why I think yeah. our music kind of related to in the aspect. Yeah, for real. You, you, you know what the thing is, though, Big Mike? It all comes from the soul because the South is all of our home. Yeah. Everybody from eight, you know, me and eight talk about it all the time. We was all getting on them cars, taking the trips to either Mississippi, Memphis, oh, Tennessee, yeah. New Orleans, because you had family down there. My whole yeah. family is from um, Mr. Happy. I don't even know how to say it, Mississippi. Yeah. All my people, family. all my people from Gulfport, Mississippi. So yeah, that's when we used to take all our family on summer vacations. Mom stick us on a Greyhound motherfucking bus, and we on our way to Gulfport, Mississippi. We spending the whole summers down there. So I, that's right. why I said my music related to down south. Exactly. And down south, they fuck with you heavy. 
They yeah. fuck with me heavy down south. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And the thing yeah, is, down south fuck with you heavy. Because you, you know, know I mean? big money. But you know how it is, man. A lot of people's, man, especially out of that California, man, a lot of people um trace their ancestry back to that Louisiana, to that Texas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. A lot. Now, them the big saying? James groups. Our co-host that you didn't get to meet today, Big Mike, Big James, <laughs> the Texas dude. Okay. You know, that's where his roots is from. You know, his family, you know, his roots and everything, Texas, man. You, you know, one thing about it, Big Mike, I went down there and I loved it because you go down there and you see a whole bunch of big black niggas that look just like you. And you're like, oh, okay, that's where I get it from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Already. A whole bunch Already. of big black niggas, man. So you doing music, man, at this time. You mentioned that she was with Tony Draper at first, who in his own right became a, a real nice executive. You know, Tony Draper did his Yeah, hey, and I tell you, you know, because we was basically, you know, kids, right? We working at the Olive Garden and shit. And I tell you, even, even then, his his aspirations wasn't to be a rapper, right? He wanted to run the company. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Even as kids, he think I'm like, hey, I want to be a rapper. You think all teenagers niggas want to be rappers? That nigga ain't he wasn't thinking about being no rapper. He was thinking CEO from the jump. And from it's just jump. it's just awesome that what we both aspired for and set out together on, right? At a mm -hmm. certain point. It both happened for us. You feel me? Right. Did, you ever, um, did you all yeah, ever sit back like awesome now and trip on that? Huh? Did you all ever sit back now and trip on that? Hey, when we get together, it comes up. We talk about it. You know what I mean? We definitely mm -hmm. we definitely talk about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing thing. Um, you know, that we actually sit down and we talk about this shit and embarked on this shit together. You know what I mean? I go to the studio, that nigga never try to get on the mic. You feel me? We just paid the pan for the studio time, man. Let's get it. You feel me? We get off in there and get the shit done. But I I, I say, man, you know, God is amazing because both our dreams wind up coming through. And people don't really know that. That's why I like to make mention of that. You dig what I'm saying? I like to make mention of that. You know, but um, yeah, shout out to Tony Draper, man, and what he was able to accomplish over there on the I, I shit, as a young artist, knew about Tony Draper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Some dudes had that vision that I don't need to be that. You get me? Yeah. Know the position I want to play. I don't need yeah. to be the superstar and niggas get a little jealous because you start buffing on the mic and start feeling like he's shining more than I am. He knew from the jump. I won't be yeah. the, behind the things yeah. that he collect from that motherfucker. Jump, man. You feel me? Ain't that some aspiration for a teenager, that's, man? That's aspiration God. to go, especially with being in the midst of all the hip hop that was going on and all the rappers and knowing it was that time for us to get on. He yeah. said, nigga, fuck, I don't need that shit. You know what position I want to play. You be the yeah. rapper, I'm going to be the song. I'm going to be the CEO, Tony Draper, Swab House, whatever, whatever. That was the shit, man. Yeah. That's real legit. Let me ask you this, Big Mike. Was it ever a time that you almost might have wound up on Swab House? No, because <coughs> I was already in, um, well off into my relationship with Rap Life Records at the time, right? Okay. We had to do the convict record. 
So I think um, the time his record had came out, um, I think maybe the Ghetto Boys, before we start really hearing about, you know what I mean, following MJG, right? Before it started mm-hmm. getting around and things like that, you know, so like I say, you know, I was already on my journey at that point. You dig what I'm saying? And um, he was he was into his journey. But we did come together. You know, I was able to record um on you know a song with um ball and g so mm-hmm. you know um we still remain we still remain you know what i'm saying cool you know to a certain extent right but we we didn't spend a lot of time around each other because like i say he was on his journey i was on my journey but you know it would have been dope if we was able to come together and do something just on just on just on the history factor you know what i mean but um mm-hmm. Everything happens like it's supposed to happen. You know what I mean? And we yeah, both we wind up catching our names in the um in the book. So, you know, it worked out. Yeah. That, that, that's real spill, man. And I, I, I gotta go back because I'm bounced around a little bit. You knew about the ghetto boys history, obviously, before you joined the group. How was that phone call when Lil J hit you up? Like, how did that come about, Big Mike? You wanna be a ghetto boy? Was it just a phone call? I th- I tell you, um, okay, I was already in Los Angeles, right? We was working on the um, comic record with Big Slip, Trey, Warren G, um, Unknown, right? We was already working on the comic record. And it was a little window where, where motherfuckers had started kicking it real heavy. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was a lot of partying, right? So kind of like exactly. production slowed down a little bit at this exactly. time, right? <clears throat> it was getting harder to catch up with Suge and shit at the time. You feel me? Right? Everybody was still good. We were still well taken care of. You dig what I'm right. saying? Y'all, right. had so spot. Y'all had the spot. Y'all had the spot. Y'all had the spot. Had the spot at the solar building. You dig what I'm yep. saying? So, but kind of like production had slowed down a little bit, right? And, um... And that's when I had wound up getting a call. But I knew the situation with Willie D leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Prior to me leaving to come to Los Angeles. You feel me? I was already there. I was aware of the temple. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, when they did hit me up and they ran it to me, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, Willie D ain't come back to the group, right? And we've been sitting around having meetings about, you know what I'm saying? Well, we go with the ghetto boys from here. And everybody was like, you know what I'm saying? Your name kept coming up. And they was like, you need to grab Big Mike. Big Mike, you know what I mean? Let's go with Big Mike. <clears throat> so I, I didn't jump on it immediately. You know what I mean? I had I just thought about it for a little while. Um, things hadn't picked up on the convict project. I think we was maybe like probably about five, five, six songs into it. Yeah. And it had kind of came to, you know, a little stop, right? So um, by then, listen, I already had a couple of kids and I didn't really come down there just to be wasting too much time. You feel me? I really was to get in paid. my state of to come get getting paid. to it. Yeah. And making some money. You know what I mean? Not asking for no money, but let me, let's finish the record, put it out. Let me make some money for you and I, so I can go back and take care of my people. You feel me? So the ghetto bus came. I talked to somebody. He, he wasn't with it at first. Matter of fact, Snoop tried to talk me out of it. Hey, we talked to Hey. Hey was like, maybe you should wait, cuz. You feel me? 
They're like, man, get in touch with Suge, right? I'm like, all right, all right, I'm away, man, I'm away. Real talk, but, real talk. You know, yeah, wind up doing that, you know what I'm saying? Talk to Suge in the process. He wind up hitting me, and we was, you know, we was like, yeah. He said, well, you're going to come back, you're going to do the solo project with us. I said, yeah, you know, like I say, I still had my place, everything. Suge was still sending me money, he was still there for me, my nigga. It didn't matter if I was, you know what I mean? It was just like I was signing death row. You feel me? And um, but by the time we had finished doing the Ghetto Boys album, it came out. We went on that first chronic tour, and then things had kind of started changing. Death Row started having his problems started happening. Exactly. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, well, I don't. I, I've been away for a minute. I don't really know what's happening. You dig what I'm saying? Over there right now, I really didn't know who was in charge and things like that. So. Things was good over there at Rap a Lot at this time, right? Things mm -hmm. was cool. So I was like, all right, but shit, man, things cool, man. We got we 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 got that sound. People love to hear me with that sound, right? Let's let's drop another record. So so I embarked on the solo um um venture with them around that time. But um yeah, but you know, me and Suge, we we were still cool throughout it. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. That's crazy how stuff work out, man. So, H, you told me to stay out here and wait, huh? I mean, because no disrespect, because uh, everybody know Face is my nigga. Everybody know Jay is my nigga, you know, but it was a big opportunity, you know. Everybody knew, like, rap a lot, ghetto boys, but Death Row was on some, you get me? Death Row was, fuck, it's Dr. Dre and shit, and it's fucking, yes. you get me? Like, it, it's like, you can't deny that shit, man. It's like, anytime you get the opportunity to be around a nigga like Dre, like I said, no disrespect, because uh, Lil J and, and fucking Mr. Brad Jordan is my nigga, you get me? But, to have that opportunity, because that's something we all, we was waiting around to get our terms on death row. Because like I said, we were all figuring we was going to be a part of this entity because we were all trying to make this shit go. You get me? From from Suge and then from up behind the scene, nigga, me and Chill and Slip, we rooting for my, because them was my nigga. Mike and 3-2 was my nigga, so we rooting for Death Row to shoot because they, they was finna be the first nigga. There was no other artist you know then. Three, the convicts was finna be before Dre did the chronic, before Snoop did Doggy Style, the first record was finna be their record. Yeah. It was in the process of working on the deep cover soundtrack. Exactly. It had, they were working it on deep right cover they started, when, yeah. when Mike and 3-2 was there. So they was finna be like the first official group on Death Row. That would have been crazy, man. A convicts would have died. Did, did, did Drake get y'all any beats off of that yet? And I, I tell you, it was a couple of factors that played into it, right? So one one factor was that I had to consider is like, pitch, I'm like a high school ball player. I get to come right out of high school and the Rockets want me? Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? And I'm like, I'm thinking about that too, right? And what that's going to mean for my family and my folks at home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand how great worked at the time. You feel me? Mm -hmm. We still caught up in the excitement of being there and you know what I mean? The this and that. I really didn't understand how he worked at the time. You know, Dre, he'll gather his artists, listen to what everybody got, and he'll select the heat for himself. Not totally for himself, the artist is going to get the shine as well. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to use this material in building this project that I'm building. You feel me? And sometimes the artists don't know at the time. I didn't find out 
that Great Gangsterism and Mr. Officer was going to be on the crime until I had got back to Houston. You feel me? I get back to Houston and I get a call and um and like hey, they might, you know, Dr. Dre um recorded your song for the um for the chronic album. You need to call him and see what's happening, right? I calls him and he like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna use this and that, this and that. I said, Well, damn man, I wish you would have told me because I recorded the songs for the ghetto boy project. You feel me? So he like, man, we can work something out, right? I do a track for the ghetto boys. We'll be able, to, you know. I said, well, we'll be able to spend one of them. You feel me? You know. So, um, but that's why you heard a version of Mr. Officer on that Chronic 2000 that should have put out. Remember mm-hmm. with the knockoff. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, you heard Mr. Lay was on there, and like um, when Dr. Dre did the interview for the Source magazine when he had strapped to his head. Right? And he was talking about the crime. They interviewing him. Right? And he telling them about the songs. And they listening to songs for the first time. The people from the source that's interviewing him. And when he gets to one song, the, um, the interviewer say he stands up, gets out his chair, stands up, looks out his window that's overlooking the skyline of Los Angeles. And he said, yeah, I love this is my favorite song on the album. And then the um, interviewer proceeds to quote the chorus. Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer, I want to put your ass in the coffin, sir, right? But see, if I would have known this, right, I would have stayed. I'd have been like, shit, that nigga great feeling me, nigga. You feel me? He want to use <laughs> shit that I wrote for the chronic. I would have stayed, my nigga. But at the time, I didn't even know if he was really feeling me like that. You feel right. me? I didn't find out until later, but I didn't understand his method. Or how he worked. You dig what I'm saying? Right? Had I had known, had some insight into these things, even if I had insight into that he was really feeling me like that. You dig what I'm saying? Right? Um, I would I would have probably I would have probably thought it over a little bit harder and, and, and probably stayed. You know what I mean? At least to get that done. You know what I mean? Exactly. So but 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 like I say, man, we don't we can't live with regrets, we with regrets, you know what I'm saying. I did learn a lot from my from my time down there. You feel me? I did learn a lot from my time down there. I um I worked it into what I was doing, right? Um, you heard glimpses of us and what they were doing as well. You mm-hmm. feel me? So mm-hmm. you could tell we was feeding off each other. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just that they had the better layout at the time. You know what I mean? And, um, Around, let me tell you something. No disrespect. My nigga 3-2 was influential. Most definitely. My nigga 3-2. I ain't three even want to get in depth on that, eh? Hey, exactly. Mike, between me and you? Yeah. My nigga 3-2 was influential. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know as soon as didn't nobody start saying Big Baby and all that. Till let me tell, let me tell you something. My nigga, my nigga, was influential. Exactly, that was my nigga, and he was influential. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Niggas, might, niggas might be sleep on my nigga, and like I said, but that motherfucker right there, that nigga was heavy when it came to that sound. 
and that's the whole and the, and the thing about that too, man. Um, you know, it's like we didn't find out about that until the chronic had came out. Because I had the demo to the chronic on on, on set. Feel me? I had all the demo songs. I had songs that didn't even make the final cut. You feel me? And we hadn't heard none of the skits and shit. No skits was on there. So then when we get the chronic, we get we bought it, the LP finally come out. You know, we hear the skits and things like that. And niggas is like, damn, we enjoying the material. But then, you know, we think it to ourselves like, damn. Damn, niggas could have just called us and had us do that shit. Exactly. You feel me? Or if you're going to use it, like at least have us on the album. Yeah, we got shouted out on the album. You feel me? But goddamn, we supposed to be people at this time. And I'm like, damn, man, we could have got the invite on the album. Right? Because now this shit is worldwide. You got motherfuckers in Hungary. You got motherfuckers in, 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 in the Philippines. Really, though, big baby. I don't let you You know what I mean? Right? To some people, it might just be slang. But right, we know how it is, right? We use the tools that we have around us, right? For our, at our advantage and shit like that. And even in the even in the ghetto and on the grind, feel me, slain is important to a nigga. Let me tell you, you feel something. Me? It, it's the same situation <laughs> when I started saying Gia back in 1988. And motherfuckers swear that shit comes from any and everywhere. You get me? Yeah. But I don't even trip off of because yeah. I know back in 1988, I brought that to the table. No, no, I don't know where that chill come from. You get me? Wasn't nobody saying that? <laughs> ain't nobody put the C on it? Yeah. No, nothing. Like, ain't nobody tripping. Like, it's all nah. good. Have love, have fun with it, do your thing. Because I know, and a lot of niggas who know me know where that shit came from. So it's But no you're in the books because people worldwide know this. You feel exactly. Me? That fuck with eight. So so you in the books. You know what I mean? But um yeah, but at the time when we had got the material and it was new to us, we was like, damn my nigga. Cause we had came back home telling these niggas, nigga, nigga Dr. Dre and them niggas is going down out there. Them niggas ain't playing, nigga. Them niggas nigga, you feeling pro- shit you feeling proud as a motherfucker. Yeah, you feeling proud as a motherfucker. Going back to the hood, knowing niggas yeah, is like, and so nigga, niggas man, is like niggas. First niggas is jealous because niggas is like, man, how the fuck them niggas get to go fuck with Dr. Dre before us, right? So we round at this talking and bragging and shit, and then when the shit come out. We not on it, but they doing our shit. You feel me? <laughs> so niggas is like, but but at the same time though, niggas knew that our presence had been felt though. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's a good thing. And, and then like I say, they fed off of us, we fed off of them. This is what real motherfuckers do when they get together. You know what I'm saying? So um, like I say, man, the shit lit a fire on me. I came back to Houston on fire. I definitely benefited from my time in Los Angeles, around those cats. You dig what I'm saying? Man, we had some we had some good times. Every day wasn't music, my nigga. You dig what I'm saying? Hey, we space walk like the motherfucker together. Yeah, it, it, it was hey, cracking by the world. Yeah, that's gangster yes, shit. Indeed. Yeah, gangsters know what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah. listen, yes, man. Indeed. We had we had we had an amazing time, bro. Um three two never held no grudges against against 
Death Row or any, you know what I'm saying, none of that. Anytime I talk to to my nigga, he had nothing but humble love for shit. Exactly. If he could have went back, he would have went back. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only time I was in my feelings is when my nigga had got killed. You feel me? And then at that time, you know how you think. You like, damn. You looking around, you like, man, if my nigga would have benefited from some of that shit that niggas came up, using shit and came up on, right? He wouldn't have never been in a position where he was still in that type of environment. You dig what I'm saying? Right? Around these creep-ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? And things like that, right? But um, but if he if 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 if, if, if he could come back and talk to me, he'd be like, nah, you know, we don't get down like that. But it was just an emotional thing for me. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is. Nigga, brother, you like, hold on, wait a fucking minute, nigga. I want to talk to everybody that owe my motherfucking brother. Mm, you dig know what definitely. I'm saying? I don't give a fuck as a family member. I want to talk to them too. You know what I mean? And shit like that until all the emotionless things like that settle. But um, I know he enjoyed his his um his time out there. You can hear it in his style after he came back from LA. That nigga was smooth and slick as a motherfucker. Man, you know what I mean? Motherfucker. That nigga was so smooth and beautiful on the mic. That nigga was just mad, I'm telling you. And what and, 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 and never another nigga like him. Straight up. No, 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 no. And, um, and what's good about know, it is what's good about it is for niggas who know. His legacy is still here for niggas who know. Because his legacy still, is still here for niggas that know. And the fans are more educated now. So they exactly. can point that There out. you go. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's, it's a cool thing. I'm sure, um, you know, all the artists that we happen to be friends out there, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure they still think highly of um, 3-2 as well. You know what I'm saying? He he was that kind of um, personality. You know what I mean? And he, he was just, just a major one. Look man, outside, on, outside you know. of the music shit, man. He was just one of your niggas, man. If you yeah. was good with three two, and he became one of your niggas, man, that was a good nigga outside of music. Like fuck music, my nigga was just a funny. My nigga was a funny motherfucker to be around. I'm telling you, that nigga used Already. to have his dying like a motherfucker. <laughs> he was a funny motherfucker. Hey man, fucking hilarious, man. I that didn't nigga even was know that hilarious. hilarious. You hear me? Yeah, that nigga was funny. Man, but yeah, I miss that guy though. I miss yeah. that guy. Yeah. Hey man, you know Big Mike. We could talk about your classics, man, all day. But you got some fire ass new shit that you just put out, man. Finish the job. What's going on with that? Yeah, man. I had um. Thank you for bringing that up, man. I appreciate that, man. Got the new LP out right now. It's entitled "Um Finish the Job." Um, had released it. Right around when that COVID had hit, so it kind of like, uh, kind of like it didn't actually slow things down because I was still grinding with it. But you know, it interfered with everybody. Um, everybody hustle at the time. But yeah, the album is out there, man. It's hard as hell for what people tell me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm I took my time on it, it, bro. It definitely um, on Yeah, I definitely at this stage, if I'm doing music and I'm coming out, I definitely want people to hear years that I spent right doing my craft. You feel me? I want them to hear that when they go get the music. I don't want them to hear me sounding like 93, 94, right. 92. 
right? And and, and don't you trip uh, don't you trip off of that a lot of the motherfuckers who listen to you today, they want you to be so reminiscent of 93 and 94. And it's hard to explain to a motherfucker like I've so evolved from 93 and 94. And I get it. That was the height of yo, you love the nigga then. All you had out this and you had out this. And I get it, but it, it, it's a different time, people. It would have been cool if we was cast that had one one hit, one record that we was known for, right? It's easier to stay in that mode, right? Right. Because definitely. you know what you're gonna do. But when we was artists that was used to see, we come from the area of hip hop. The, the hip hop we was digesting in the early '80s and shit like that. You feel me? We grew up with with artists having the window to grow. You feel me? Right. We grew up with LL. We grew exactly. up with Big Daddy. We watched it. You know what I'm saying? Right? They taught us things like that. So um, it's just that today they don't. That time of time, that kind of time is not allotted to the artists. You know what I mean? Right? right? Um, because they don't, they don't, I hate to say judge, but they don't weigh an artist today on um their depth in music, right? It's really about what they could show, right? And things like that. And we had all that shit too back in the 80s. Them niggas wear crunk jewelry, nigga. You see Slick Rick, he's still doing it. You feel me? Niggas had real jewelry. Niggas had big shit back then. Cars and everything. You know what I'm saying? But the emphasis was still on the music. You feel me? It was still on the music. But I do hate. I get that. I get that a lot. Cats want you to stay in that vein. But they don't really understand that type of artist we are won't allow us to just stay complacent like that. You feel me? Especially when you, you still got, you know, you feel like you got a lot a lot to give. It just won't allow you to do that. You know what I mean? But if they rock with the new shit, they're definitely going to hear that foundation that they're looking for. You exactly. feel me? It's definitely yeah. going to be there. And that's the whole treat of it. They like, damn, this nigga's really making this shit work because I'm getting what I want. You feel me? And I'm I'm hearing what he's trying to do as well at this stage. You know what I mean? So, you know, the fan, if they rock with you, they just have to really get into what you're doing. And um so far, a lot of fans that came up um in the in doing the nineties and things like that when we was doing our thing, they tend to ride with us. You know what I'm saying? They exactly. tend to ride with us, they'll they'll give you the opportunity, but you just have to give them some time to get around to it and things like that. But I just try to keep it pushing, man. I try to keep my blade sharp as possible. So um, at the end of the day, when all the music is collected and it's all done, you know what I mean? I want people to be able to hear escalation. I want them to be able to hear some growth. If they can walk away and say, damn, that nigga was jamming at 50, 52, 53, harder than he was at 23. You feel me? Man, I'm good. You feel me? I'm like, okay. Okay, what I was trying to do was felt. You dig what I'm saying? And that's the whole thing, man. It's just like LeBron and shit. Niggas say, man, all the time tapping on LeBron's shoulder. LeBron like, oh, nigga, I just got to recalibrate my shit. Give me a young thing one with, nigga, and I'm going to show you. You feel me? I'm going to show you the other side of the game. So that's what we have to do, man. And I think the fans, at the end of the day, they're going to appreciate that. 
they're going to appreciate that, that we try to keep it current and, and continue to grow. Because there's still a lot of fans that's our age, man, that's out there. <laughs> and they just haven't been fed. You feel me? They What's just haven't been fed. But when we go around and do these shows, right, and these motherfucking, um, these theaters be packed, the lines be around the corner, it show you, man, that, that, that the, the, the fan base is there. They wrong with you. You feel me? But you got to keep putting it out there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's it. You just got to stay kind if you stay consistent with the product and it's quality and it's good, yeah, it can't be no bullshit. And that's a lot. Can't of, be no bullshit. A lot of times, that's what fuck us up too, because yeah, it's a lot of us still around, but a lot of us ain't putting out the quality music that we are known to put out. It's like we're trying to adapt to a lot of what's going on, but you're forgetting that you still gotta have that. You feel still me? Still gotta have that. It happens. It happens. It happened to me. You know what I'm saying? I came home and I was trying to get the temperature on what was happening at the time. You know what I mean? I kind of stepped out and and, 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 and bought me some loud color tennis. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't really my style. You know what I mean? Exactly. I stepped out there and was like, oh, we, do, we do that. We do it though. We, we do it. You know, motherfuckers right. like to try to adapt, you know, but yeah. when you already had that foundation, then it's kind of hard. So you have to check yourself every now and then. You got and to you check to yourself. Go and you have to check yourself and then, you know, and 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 and, and you got to stand firm like a parent. You know, like a parent with a child, and you watch the child go through all these different stages. You feel me? But you can't right. change, right? That's how we are today in the game, right? The game is a child to us. We're watching the change go through stages, but we still have to stay firm. We can relate to them and keep it cool, you feel me? But at the same time, they have to see that foundation firm. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and that's, that's just how I see it. Some of the time, <laughs> it depends on what I'm smoking. Exactly. You know I mean? I'm like, you a different point of view. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Sure. But the, you know that the album is jamming, man. Why the title, man? And I kind of got an idea in my mind. That title finished the job. Got a that's a, like a double entendre right there. That got a meaning to it, right? Yeah, most definitely. I you know because people always want to know. You know what I'm saying? What happened with Big Mike? You know what I'm saying? He was right there on that bubble. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, it's no secret by now. People knew I had had some problems with the late. You feel me? Mm -hmm. The shit went from the desk in the office and leaked out into the streets and got into some gangster shit. Make a long story short, right? For my part in it, I wound up doing some time. You feel me? Wind up mm -hmm. doing some time. That's what happened with me. Wind up getting a seven year since doing four on that. But at the time, with no social media, this, this was pre social media. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers able to keep themselves going. Then I can pick you that social media. Motherfucker ain't have that. So four years, that's that's a little while. You know what I mean? Well, for sure. So I felt like my career was interrupted by that drama with the label that led to my incarceration. You feel me? Right? So the job was complete. You dig what I'm saying? I dropped some projects in the meantime after coming home. A few mixtapes, you know what I mean? A couple of couple of records, you know what I'm saying? To keep to stay active, right? And to keep some money flowing. You dig what I'm saying? But it wasn't that big mic project 
that I knew what was in me. So when I came to that point and I was comfortable with where I'm at, right, and the music, the sound came together for me in that pocket at that time, I said, you know what? This is what I want to finish the job with. I guess the first step in finishing the job. You dig? So when um when that title came to me, man, it stuck with me. You know, it had that definite, that meaning behind it. And it made people be like, you know, bring the question up, like, finish the job. What job are you finishing, right? And then I'm able to get into the things that led up, right? So they're able to get some more history on Big Mike. You dig what I'm saying? Not like I just fell off the fucking plate, face of the planet or something. You dig what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I'm glad, man, that, that me and my brothers got the opportunity, man, you know, to have this show right here, man, which we getting like a million downloads on the audio a month now, dude. And we got the radio show, dog. So them days of our brothers putting out music and not having a support system, it's, them is over. We, we got a radio show and our brothers going to be in 10, 11 different markets out here out west. We're going to be in front of four or five million people every Friday. So the big mics of the world, the Lord 3 2 and all them people, yeah. they will always have we, you know, We're playing all that shit. I'm playing all that Man. shit. I, I, I see appreciate you. y'all, brother. I see you in two weeks. I see you in two weeks, my God. I'm, we going to crack it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need that, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to y'all brothers for that, man. We need that. We need more brothers that's that's um that's on that side of the ball, right? Mm -hmm. To do their things and, and, and create opportunities and avenues and things, you know what I mean? For the for the for the um for the veteran artists as well. That's exactly. still got good music to offer. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. We know how the radio game works, right? We know exactly. it's all about big record companies keeping their accounts paid up. You feel me? You know, and a lot of us, we just not we just like, you know what? Niggas is feeling us on the street, right? We good. We able to make a living and eating things like that. But, you know, to have to have our peers create avenues, you feel me? And say, no, that shit ain't acceptable, right? Exactly. That's an awesome thing. So I can, listen, I congratulate you guys on doing that, man. I rock with y'all. I thank y'all for supporting us, man. Y'all know I support whatever y'all doing. Oh man, and we and we playing them records on the radio, bro. So it's like you know we had to have you back to be on the radio show. You know what That's, I mean? So, yeah, yeah. You know we we pushing stuff, man. And Big Mike, man, while we young here, man, tell the people where they can find you at, where they can get at you at. Man, listen, man, y'all can socialize with me on um on the gram at OG Big Mike. That's OG Big Mike. That's on you know, on the gram and um. Damn, what that Facebook, man? On that Facebook as well, man, that I am Big Mike. I try to get them things consolidated, but I'm still working on it. You know what I mean? Um, but most definitely, man, y'all reach out to me on the gram at OG Big Mike. Y'all can keep up with me for the latest content, um, the latest material that I'm going to be dropping. Um, when I got shows and things, performances coming up, you know, um, different artists that I'm working with. You know, I even post music of artists that, that that hit me up and pay me to feature on their song. You dig what I'm saying? So um, I'm just trying to give back, man, in the ways that I'm able to, using my craft and things like that. You know, but yeah, most definitely, man. Y'all get at me on that um on the, on the gram at OT Big Mike or on Facebook for all my Facebook heads at I am Big Mike. You feel me? And for them features and for them um for them shows, man. Y'all get at me, man, at book OG Big Mike. 
just drop us a message, man, concerning your interest, and we're going to get right back to you. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.